Thank you so much. Thank you, Inspire, for honoring me to speak into your lives today. Thank you, Pastor Jerry. I love, and Pastor Andrew, and Dr. Richard Hurd. We love all of you so much and so grateful to be here. You may be seated. I, I just have to get it out. I'm telling you, I was born for this. This is the day. This is the best day of our lives. I know there's a lot of trouble and I know there's a lot of divisiveness and I know a lot of things are going on, but we were born for right now. This is the best days of our lives. I'm a revivalist. And if you don't, I'm sorry, I won't get caught up in your arguments. If there's any negativity or whatever, I just, I'm not going to go there. I have to hear what the spirit is saying to the church right now. This is our time. I'm so grateful to be with you. Thank you, Jenny. Jenny came along with me and it's helped me. She is our small group. She and her husband lead our small groups uh, and, and director of that in Beaumont. I also just found out that my daughter is here. Hey, Hannah, and my niece. I'm so thankful they just dropped in and my grandkids are here probably in your ministry. It better be good, I'm just saying, because my grandkids are the best. <laughs> Just kidding. Y'all lighten up. It's okay. Oh, God is so good. And I'm so grateful to be here again. Um, happy Mother's Day to all of you. I want to read something. And by the way, um, my husband sends his blessings and I'm a woman under authority. I pray with authority, but I come with his authority today and his blessings. And he sends them to your great pastors and to this entire church. And he did his due diligence when I showed him what I wrote up from some articles that I'd gotten. And, you know, he's going to cross every T and dot every I. And he doesn't believe in ele- evangelistically speaking. He just says it like it is. And so he did the research and it's all legit. Okay. So I have to read this to all the mothers. Listen up. When pregnant, the cells of the baby migrate into the mother's bloodstream and then circle back into the baby's. It's called fetal maternal microchemism. Okay? I got that word. For 41 weeks, the cells circulate and merge backwards and forwards. And after the baby is born, many of these cells stay in the mother's body, leaving a permanent imprint in the mother's tissues, bones, brain, and skin, and often stay there for decades. Every single child a mother has afterwards will leave a similar imprint on her body too. Even if a pregnancy doesn't go to full term, Or if you've had an abortion, these cells will still migrate into your bloodstream. Research has shown that if a mother's heart is injured, fetal cells will rush to the site of the injury and change into different types of cells that specialize in mending the heart. Wow. The baby helps repair the mother while the mother builds the baby. Isn't that cool? (laughs) This is often why certain illnesses vanish while pregnant. It's incredible how mothers' bodies protect the baby at all costs and the body protects and rebuilds the mother back so that the baby can develop safe, safely and survive. You just think about the crazy 
cravings for a moment. What was the mother deficient in that the baby made them crave for? Studies have also shown cells from a fetus in a mother's brain 18 years after she gave birth. How amazing is that? If you're a mom, you know how you can intuitively feel your child even when they are not there. Well, now there's scientific proof that moms carry them for years and years, even after they have given birth to them. Wow. I just have to say, mothers are incredible creatures. Happy Mother's Day to all of you awesome women of God. I, uh, I want to jump right into my message, and I don't want to take any slack time, but I just felt like since it was Mother's Day to read that. I, 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 if I were home, I'd probably be preaching on that right now because it will do that. But I want to speak to all of you here. And yes, it has been, the, this is the first time that I've ever done this. And I just never, never uh, felt to go anywhere, even though I had some invitations through the years. But never to go on Mother's Day, but today I knew I was supposed to be here. And I'm so excited about being with you here at Inspire. You have truly inspired me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to jump into the Word of God here, but I always start with the backstory because I need people. I kind of get down to the nitty-gritty, you know, a no-nonsense kind of person. I just feel like you know, sometimes we can make things so ethereal and so out there and ooey gooey that you can't get your hands on it. I want you to get your hands on what we're saying today. Wrap your spirit around it. Wrap yourself around it and release it into your life. And one of the ways that we do that, at least I do, is I always have a background story of how I came up with what started the thought process. Do you know as preachers and ministers of the gospel, we don't just get together and think, what's a good idea for today? I think I'll preach on this. No, we really pray about it. We really have ways that God speaks to us through different things. And one of the ways God speaks to me is kind of the white car syndrome. You keep seeing it everywhere. You know he's trying to tell you something, you know. And so I kept hearing the same things. And I have been developing this message. And it's four or five. Uh, It's a series. So it's, it's, I'm barely touching the surface today. But I wanted to talk to you about where I feel the body of Christ is. God is releasing his sound Through the body of Christ. The enemies come to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus came to give us life. Amen. So how I first came upon this was, of course, I have done studies on light and sound. And do you know which comes first, by the way? They work on the same electromagnetic uh, waves. Which one comes first, light or sound? Sound. Because Jesus had to say, let there be. So there was a sound or the father spoke that into existence. So I, I want to speak life into you today. Now, how this came to be was I was sitting in a service in February of 2020 and I started and gone from there and it's become multiple, multiple messages, but, um, I just I had been, we had been called the night before uh, by a dear friend of ours 
to please pray for their daughter because she had a reoccurring illness. The old enemy had come back to visit her. And they were going to call the next evening, which would be Sunday. And would we please pray over, prophesy, speak into her life and believe God for a miracle. And of course, we wanted to be a part of that Zoom meeting. So on Sunday morning, knowing that this was going to take place that afternoon, I'm sitting in a service just like this and we're worshiping and praising God. And all of a sudden the Lord speaks to me to go to Ezekiel. And I'm thinking, Ezekiel, we're praising God, you know. What in the world are you trying to say? And what has that got to do with who I'm going to be praying over this evening? And the Lord began to lay out this vision. It was the valley of dry bones in Ezekiel. You know the story well. And the first thing he said was, speak to the bones. Prophesy to the bones. And I'm saying, but you know, this isn't our bones. It's somewhere else. and But I started prophesying. I've got one hand up prophesying to bones and the other hand up just worshiping God. And I'm doing what the Holy Spirit said. And I'd get my Bible and read again. He said, go back, prophesy to the breath, which is the lungs. So I just started prophesying to the lungs and breathe and believe in God for that. And then the next thing he said was go back again. And I read again, he said, it's to the whole house of Israel. And so that evening when this came about, I found out as I began to say, I don't know what this has to do with you, but this is what the Lord showed me this morning. I was to prophesy to the bones. I was to prophesy to the lungs and come to find out that's where it had reoccurred. That's where it had come back. And then I said, but it's not just for you. It's for all of us. It's for the whole house of Israel. It's for the church of the living God. The enemy wants to take our breath away, but God is about to release the body of Christ and a sound is going to come forth from the church. I believe it with all my heart. I truly believe this. I'm not just saying it. So this is a backstory. The next thing we, that comes out, there's a pandemic released in COVID. And what is a characteristic of COVID? We know it takes your breath away. You can't breathe. It affects your lungs. My mother was in the hospital for 30 days, then another 30 days. She's 93, but God kept her. And it was a major miracle that we still have her today. And then... George Floyd, you remember the thing that we kept hearing over and over? He couldn't breathe. He couldn't breathe. And then I did something I, I always do at the beginning of the year, but now it's February and I hadn't done it. So I went back and looked and it meant that year in the Hebraic calendar, it meant 2020, 2020 meant breath or mouth opened. Breath. So i that's kind of a backstory. You kind of figure God's telling you something, right? So things begin to come from there. And I begin to hear this sound of rattling of bones coming together. And the whole valley of dry bones took on a different meaning to me. And I, I could see it from a different perspective. And so I just want to start today by asking you, what sound are you releasing? Now, keep looking straight ahead. Now, you're looking at me, but turn to somebody else and ask them, if you're bold enough, what sound are you releasing in your life? Yeah. Well, I want to ask you as you look straight ahead. Now, don't look at anybody. 
Okay. What does this house sound like? What does this house, when people come in this doors, does the volume need to be turned up? Is there praise coming out of you? Is there something godly being released in this house? I believe it is. And then what about to you once you get in here? What is the sound that's being released? Then what is the street? What is the sound that's released into the atmosphere when you walk out of here? What are people saying about this house? What is the sound coming from this house? We want it to be the sound of heaven, not a negative, pitiful. It's just terrible. I don't know if we'll ever get out of it. No, God is great. And we believe what we sing. We believe what we preach. We believe what we say and we must declare it. So this is the word today to expose the tactics of the enemy that seek to divide us because we know they're out there. They want to suppress us, oppress us, and make us powerless. You know that's true. And yet again, controlled and manipulated by him. That's what he wants to do. It's also a call to make sure that we have on the shoes that God has made just for us, that we step into the shoes of the sons and daughters of God right now and proclaim the sound that heaven is releasing to earth. That is our agenda today. We know it's during a messy time, but look, that's when the church always rises up. That is time. It's time for us. We live in a very savage, very divisive, um, I would say, it's probably the most divisive place and era that media has made sure that we're all here, hear things that just, oh, give us such opinions. And Facebook is a microwave, microphone for everybody that has an opinion. And I do Facebook every once in a while. Pastor does it all the time. I'm not against Facebook. I'm not against tablets. I'm not against, uh, Anything that is technological that will advance the kingdom. No, no, no. I'm just saying let's use it for the glory of God. Not for our own self-gain. So, it's a messy time. And we hear distractions. We hear divisiveness. We hear demonic spirits that are attacking on left and right diversion. There's every evil thing. There's confusion. And that's what the word says. When there's confusion, there's every evil work among us. But we know there's a noise. There is something rattling among the people of God. And they're getting a hold of something. Let me ask you. If... Perchance you have a sound that is negative, that you don't like, that's taking place in your home. Don't look at your kids. It might be coming from, just saying. It might be coming from there. But I believe God is changing that. And you have to be willing and ready and believe that God can change your sound. Do you believe that? Do you want your sound to change? So God, so I will... I I wore some high-heeled shoes up in here to stomp on the devil today. We're going to have some devil stomping time up in here. I'm tired of the devil trying to manipulate the body of Christ and manipulate what he wants to say. It's time for us to say what God says. Amen. I love it. So I believe that 
We want to change our sound. We want our sound to be from heaven. And I believe that God can do that. You were created by God. You've got to know that. And here's the scripture. If you want to turn in your Bibles, your tablets, your phones. I know you use all of the above. That's great. I love all of the above. Here we go. Psalm 150 says, let everything that has breath. Whoo. And every breath of life, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. That's in the amplified version. It's not about feelings. It's about just praising him. I love Psalm 100. Make a joyful noise. All you people serve the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing his courts with praise. Be thankful and praise his name. So the password here is thanksgiving. You got to be thankful if you want to get into his presence. How many of you want to get into his presence? So I'll read Jeremiah. I love this. I love Jeremiah. It's prophesy the voice of joy and the voice of gladness, the voice of the bridegroom and the voice of the bride, the voice of those who will say this, praise the Lord of hosts for the Lord is good. I have to stop right there because I'm a theological major and I have it all figured out. Where's Pastor Andrew? This is all you need to know, Pastor Andrew. This is it right here. God is good. The devil is bad. But God is always for me. Yes, he is. I love that. I love it. I love it. I've got it. Say, I got it. God is for me. Yeah, so the word says, and of those who will bring the sacrifice of praise into the house of the Lord, for if they will, I will cause the captives of the land to return as it at the first, says the Lord. So he's saying, I will restore and I will get your spoils back if you learn how to do it right. You got to do it right. So I want you to turn with me in your word to the 40, no, no, the 10th chapter of Mark. I have my Bible up here, but I can't hardly see it, so I typed it out. It has nothing to do with age. It's all about light. You've got to have the right light. You know I'm telling the truth. So, here's the thing. You're constantly being microphoned. You're constantly being microphoned. And what you say does matter. It matters so much. Oh, my goodness. What it shouts to the world, what you believe. People around you, far and near, what you say matters. But what you hear determines what you will see. And what you see determines what you will say. And what you say determines what you will be. So, yes, what you say is important. And there is a time for silence. Yes, there is. But it's intentional. The devil doesn't need to silence you. God will tell you when to hush. That's what we say at my house. But if you want to say it right, say, shut up, devil. You can say that to him, okay? Because what you hear determines that. So we were created for great things, but the enemy is constantly trying to take our sound. He's trying to silence our voice, our breath, and take it away. Somehow, he's always doing that. But you can't attack the thing that you are thinking of. He has no way of getting into your mind. He can't get it unless you say it. So when you say it, something is released, good or bad. Okay, 
I, I know this is not a new message, but hang on. I've got a couple little nuggets that you might not have heard. But, but truthfully, this message is not new. This is what God has been saying to us for a long time. It's just refreshing and it's totally condensed and powerful because we're living in the time right now. We are seeing divisiveness like never before. And God has got to get our attention like never before. So something has got to happen. And here's the thing. When we came back from Sugarland to Nederland after being gone 10 years and starting a church in Sugarland, Stafford, and it's still going. My son is there doing an incredible job and people are loving Jesus, coming to Jesus, getting baptized, filled, healed, and set free. Hallelujah. So it's a wonderful thing. But for us to go back, I knew there had to be a reason. This is what God said to me. Number one, make you're going back. To make sure this next generation has their own encounter with Jesus Christ. Not their mothers, not their fathers, not their sisters, brothers, or even you, their grandmother. What they are after is they have to know Jesus and hear Jesus for themselves. And they have to have an encounter with him. Of all the things you could give women over the years, I have done a study for hundreds and maybe even thousands of women. And I can tell you that the thing they want the most in the whole world is for their children and grandchildren to walk in their divine destinies and be filled and refilled by the Spirit of God and fueled by the power of the Holy Spirit. So yes, we are a Spirit-filled church here at Inspire. And we are at trying. I believe that God is doing miraculous things. This is something that is so powerful, though, because I had to learn that even though we've been wired for sound, somehow, if you don't speak the word of God, something happens. So I started in Genesis, and I found out when the fall occurred in the garden in Genesis 3, it says the serpent was more cunning than all the other beasts or creatures. Serpent said to Eve, eat of the fruit. And she said, you know, no, 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 no. I can't do it because if I do it, I'll die. And then I, in my visual mindset, could see the serpent saying, girl, quit tripping. Because you ain't going to die. You know how it is. He's just going to let you know that you're not. No, but you may not die naturally, but you're going to die every other way. For sure, for sure. So here's the point. The, the enemy was whispering. And the man kept silent. But one of the other greatest things, the second greatest thing is that our husbands would stand up. That the men of God would stand up and do what you're called to do in this hour. We need you. We're not trying to overtake you. We're not trying to do anything but egg you on and tell you, you are God's man for the hour. Do what God's called you to do. Be the man God's called you to be. Because if you don't, then something happens. When the men were silent, they lost their identity. Dominion in the garden was lost. And that sound could not go forth. 
And so something happened here that is quite incredible. It's, you know, somehow the men are, are trying to get back up on their feet. But men, I'm just saying, get on your feet no matter what says and get back in the game. We need you. Get your family around you and begin to speak what God says about you and your children. And I don't care that the, the world says, let your children explore their bodies. We don't explore knives. We don't explore, what did I say this morning? We don't explore Clorox. Yeah. We don't explore traffic. We don't let them explore that. No, 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 no. And here's where you got to say, no, I will not let you have my children. I'm going to reach around them. I'm going to get them. I'm going to believe that God is doing something inside of them. And I'm going to stand back on my foot as feet as a man of God. And I'm going to do the will of God. I love it. I love it. Because here's the deal. There's sometimes men you got to say, no, you're not going to date her. No, honey, you're not going to date him. No, he is not going to do that because I am and have dominion over my family. God gave me this garden and I'm going to keep it. Oh, it's a little bit off the subject, but anyway, it's there. I, I just, I love it because here's the thing. The, the sure thing is God was, the word says that the sound of God was walking in the garden. It wasn't his feet steps that was heard. It was his sound. His sound is calling to men and women to be what God has called and directed you to be and not let the world disturb, not let the world bring divisiveness, not let the world bring confusion on you. Do what you were called to do and be what you were called to be in this hour. I don't know if I can do that. Yes, you can. You can, because we're about to open the scripture right here. Get your Bibles. We're going to read it quickly. From Mark 10, the 46th chapter, 46th verse. Because if this guy can get up from the depths of despair and change his sound, you can too. You can change your sound. It's never too late. God can redeem time. Did you know that? Boy, I need to preach that. Okay. Now they came to Jericho. As he went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great multitude, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the road begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Then many warned him to be quiet, but it cried out all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. So Jesus stood still and stopped and commanded him to be called to him. Then he called the blind man and said, be of good cheer, rise. That's, that's what they said. The crowd, the naysayers, they sure do switch quickly, don't they? When the blessing comes your way, they got their hand out. Just saying, you know, I'm telling right. And so throwing aside his garment, he rose and came to Jesus. So Jesus answered and said to him, what do you want me to do for you? In other words, just tell me because I'm here. I'm in your presence. The blind man said, Rabbana, Rabbani, that I may receive my sight. 
That's what I'm asking for. Then Jesus said to him, go your way. Your faith has made you well. And immediately he received the sight and followed Jesus on the road. So the first thing you got to know is when your culture is opposite of what God is saying and the kingdom culture interferes and somehow the culture of the world interferes with what God is saying, shake it off and do what God's saying always. Every time, do the will of God, speak the will of God, say the will of God, speak what God is saying. Remember, you are a child of God first, not a Republican. I'm so sorry, Pastor Her. I never get into that. I'm so sorry that came out. But we are children of God. We are part of the kingdom of God first. I want you to know that he split the seeds so I could walk right through it. Oh, yes. I am a child of God. He has not given me fear, but he's given me favor and faith to release his life into the earth. I was wired for sound. I was to sound like my heavenly father. I don't know what your father sounded like. It might be bad. It may not be good, but let me tell you, the heavenly father is kind and loving and forgiving. And he's always there. He never leaves you or forsakes you. He sticks closer than a brother. That's the father and he'll wrap his arms around you today and give you another opportunity and another chance. I don't know what your father is like, but that's what our heavenly father does. I love him. I'm so thankful that I have his DNA. If you were wired for sound by your heavenly father, then what should your sound sound like? I can tell you this much. Your sound should change everything because it did. When Jesus showed up, everything changed. Even as a baby, everything changed at the crucifixion, at the resurrection and make no mistake about it. He did rise up again. Yes, he is an awesome God. And that is your heavenly father. So Mark 10, we start right here and we're going to finish quickly. Mark 10 says that Jericho is where this took place. There's this guy sitting out there in Jericho. Now, Jericho is the very place that we've already found out. The children of Israel found their voice. That's where they knew to turn the volume up. They knew that they had to be silent and silence only comes when it is intentional and God says it, not when the enemy says it. He cannot manipulate your sound. You have to know, and they had already found out that this is where God would do business. And they had seen the sound. And as one, they saw the walls come crumbling down. Now, I want to paint this picture of this guy. I see him sitting over here and he is disabled. And there are people here that are that today. In fact, every one of us have disabilities of some kind. Oh, yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. It may not be that you have a disability walking, but let me tell you, your talk may not be right. And it may not be a pallet thing either. It may be that the enemy has gotten a hold of your tongue. When you need to get, no wonder, oh my goodness, I'm getting off subject, but no wonder he chose the tongue to be the the very thing that we would know we received a gift of the Holy Spirit. Oh, Jesus, help, because this tongue is so powerful, it's like a rudder. 
You know, it'll take you this way or take you that way. Jesus, help me, I'm off the subject. But anyway, there's disabilities of every kind. And this guy is sitting down by a very noisy road. And he's in a place where people are coming and climbing over him. And there's everything happening around him. People are kicking him, stumbling. He's a stumbling block. He's an offense. And I know many of you have been an offense. And you will certainly be an offense before you die. That's for sure. And somehow... If you got Jesus was and speaking the truth may be that, but this guy was an offense to many and he just maybe stank. I don't know. It doesn't say, but what it does say is he was sitting by the side of the road and he was a beggar. He had a mentality. He had a, a, somehow he was not a victor. He was a victim of his circumstances and you don't have to stay the way you are right now. God can pick you up from your disability and make you who he wants you to be. That is for sure. All of the activity around him begins to drown his own sound out because the disability, the sound of disability is lesser than insecure, not quite make the mark. And then there's people trying to kick at him and say, get him out of here. He's making a mess of things. <laughs> look, we need him out of the region completely because he's making us all look bad. Yeah, that's a spirit of, of disability that was on him. So the first thing we have to deal with is a background noise. If we want to get a new sound, we've got to understand that a background noise will shut out the voice of God. It will overpower the voice of God. And it somehow, it shuts you down. It'll shut you down and cause you not to be engaged. I don't know if you can, but, but somehow this is what God begins to say. And my husband is one of those that has had some hearing impairment. And he somehow gets through it unbelievably. He's incredible. It's not as bad as some, of course. But he said this to me oftentimes, and I always try to help when we go in a place where there's background noise. He said, no, Renee, don't forget, I don't like background noise because it causes me to disengage, to move back, to not engage in life. It shuts me down. That's exactly what happens to us as the people of God. When we listen to the background noise. How many of you been listening to the background noise? We were in a restaurant not too long ago with some dear friends, spirit-filled, tongue-talking kind, you know. And we're sitting there and the music was so bad. But before you know it, we're, we're patting our feet and we're singing and humming along to bad music. Come on. We know better than that, but somehow we're listening. And finally, one of us caught and said, y'all, we are really listening to this. And one of the guys called the, the manager over and he changed the whole thing, put on a bright and wonderful sound. And it was awesome. But we were headed down the toilet quickly. I'm telling you, because what you do is a background noise will cause you to follow bad sounds. You hang out with people that don't want your best interest, that don't believe in the God-given assignment on your life. And before you know it, you're headed down that path and listening to their sound, and it's negative, and it's pitiful, and the world's coming to an end, and oh, you're going down the tube. But let me tell you, God's got a better sound for you. Are you willing to change it? Yes, yes, yes. Oh, 
then all of a sudden, here's what happens. You deal with the background noise. And the only way you can deal with it is one way. And there's no silver bullet. You just got to get louder than the background noise. Sing a little louder. Praise a little louder. Roar a little louder. Yeah. Because somehow you've got to make sure that your sound is coming through over the background noise. This guy's sitting over here. He's desperate. Jesus comes into town and they've told him everything. All of a sudden he starts crying out with a loud voice. Yes, he does. He said, I need you. Oh, I need you. Every hour I need you. Yeah, but that's not my personality. I'm just real quiet. Yeah, I've got some of those too. And all of a sudden I've learned about football over the years. And I've gotten to learn in the last year. My husband's teaching me about the game. And I used to get so mad at my son and all my grandkids and all of them that would get up on the table and go nuts over a pigskin that's never done anything for them. Then all of a sudden, I found myself getting on top of the coffee table. Sweet Jesus. I don't know what happens, but somehow there's something inside of you. And when you're desperate enough, When you need him enough, when you're disabled and you can't help yourself, it's not about personality anymore. It's how desperate are you? Oh, God, I have to have you. I need you in my life right now, Jesus. Come, Lord, come. Oh, And the scripture says, immediately when he cried out, they're telling him to hush. And that's for sure. It moves from background noise to interference. People are going to interfere with your sound from heaven. And they're going to tell you it ain't right what you're doing. You need to be pitiful. You need to be begging. You need to get back over there and hush yourself up. But there's something, oh, there's something, oh my goodness, I'm feeling it now. As Bishop Tudor says, there's something pushing. There's some cooking going on. Because I can tell you the Spirit of God is alive and well inside of the people of God. And a sound from heaven is about to fill the atmosphere. Yes, it is. Oh, Jesus. But the Word says, many rebuked him. Be quiet. But he shouted all the more. And that's what has to happen. When you get interference, you shout the more. You have to shout. Because somehow, the minute you find your voice, you didn't even know what your voice was. Because they called you by Timaeus. You, that was your father. And you know, you're, you, you're the one that lost everything. You're the one that didn't go to college. You're the one that did this. You're the one that had the divorce. You're the one that stole here. You even went to jail. What do you think you can do? Nothing. Oh, yeah, but you don't know my God. If he raised people from the dead, oh, my Lord Jesus, what can he do to me? Oh, yes. Yes. I love the word of God. I'm going to end with this. There are two different kinds of wavelengths. Now remember this. There's two different sound waves. God in nature has even set it up this way. 
And I told the first service, and I'll tell you, I made sure that I did my homework. So it's right, I promise. I had my son-in-law check it out. That's what he does. He's incredible. He is a sound engineer off the chart. And this is what I found out. There's two different kinds. One, a constructive interference sound wave. And two, a destructive interference sound wave. Now, the constructive is the one we want to go after. And this is when your sound finds another sound wave that is speaking the same thing as you. Saying the same thing as you. It's not one plus one equals two. No, it's one plus one equals many. Synergy jumps in. And when the people of God that inspire start speaking the word of God and saying and singing the word. So we're going to practice it. On the count of three, we're going to say hallelujah. One, two, three. Hallelujah. Same thing happened to that guy. How did that same guy, now he's roaring. A while ago he was silent because the enemy had pushed him down. Now he's found a sound wave and he's riding it with, oh oh my Jesus, help us father. And here's the thing, the destructive sound waves, this is what happens. When one sound wave is out of alignment with another sound wave, when one is peaking, and the other is dropping out, a crazy thing happens. When these two come together, they don't create two different sound waves. They don't even create one sound wave. They cancel all sound waves. That's what happens. That's why the enemy wants to cause divisiveness in the body of Christ right there. Because one's saying this and now one's saying this. No, he wants to cancel everybody's voice and all of his inspire is silence. But it shall not be so. We will speak the word of the Lord together. And our whole thing is oh, when the this is a crazy thing. <laughs> when these two come together, they don't create two sounds. They don't even create one sound wave. They cancel all sound waves. So all of a sudden, there is no sound. And it's not manipulated by God. It's manipulated. And every time you want to lift your voice, the enemy wants to send a deconstructive sound wave to you to make you drop out. And everybody else drops out too. That happens always. But let me tell you, if you're thinking about you don't have enough of what it takes... The crowd was like, shut up, be quiet. And Jesus tells him to come. And what he's trying to say to him is, what do you want? In other words, let me do, find your Jesus has entered the room. And when Jesus is in the presence, when Jesus is near, I hear the voice of Jesus. I may not have touched him yet, but I can hear his voice. There's something drawing me. It's like that blind man that got up. I don't know how he got blindly to the pool of Shalom, but he got there. So I feel like it was the voice pulling him. There's something inside of you that pulls you to the higher level. The heavens and the earth are coming together right now. There is a sound being released. 
And when you feel, when you feel like you can't do it, when you feel like you're not enough, whose DNA do you have? You have the resurrected one. You also have, according to Revelation 5, 5 and many other, you have a lion inside of you that roars and will cause the enemy to flee. He will cause the enemy to move away. And you can get up out of your dilemma. You need to say, I'm not dead yet, Satan. I am not dead. I will rise up out of my dilemma. Yes, I will. The word of the Lord is inside of me. The word of the Lord. I I hear the sound of bones coming together. (laughs) I hear the sound of bones coming together. They're going to play a little video. Now, here's what I want you to hear. I want you to hear what may happen to you when you're just about to release your voice. The thing is, release it anyway. And if you feel like it's petty and pitiful, keep on. Because there's a DNA inside of you that's bigger than what your voice can say or sing or shout or speak. There is a God in heaven and he is your father and he is the lion of the tribe of Judah. Oh, I need to tell you, I was coming back from Canada on a plane and I read a discovery. You go look it up. I read in the Discovery magazine how they were doing a thing about lions. And I found out that there's a hundred meter radiance that just by their mere presence alone, the enemy wouldn't come within a hundred meters because they just are the king of the jungle. You know, they're king. The enemy has, you know, there should be boundaries. But here's the thing. When you get wounded and you have, if you haven't, you will. Remember this, God is still the wound healer, the wound riser. And the word said in this discovery that when they did their, their, um, the whole thing, they were doing a documentary on lions. They found out when a lion had been wounded, but when he gets healed. It triples their proximity of how much the enemy, 300 yards, they won't get in close to them because they know that they know somebody that's already risen back up from being wounded is a powerful weapon against the enemy. Oh, yes, yes, yes. (laughs) So listen up real quickly and let's see what it says. This is us when we're feeling not quite up to the task. Let's hear it. There they come, the hyenas. That was it? (laughs) Do it again. We're sorry. Never come near my son again. Oh, this is this is your son. Oh, your this son. is your son. Oh, did you oh they knew you were. Oh, me? I didn't know. No, did you? No, of course not. Oh. Ed. 
That's what happens. The Lion of Judah will speak through you. Yeah.